Psalm 121. And we're just going to read through that. This is the King James Version. We'll read through it, do a quick recap of last week. Because again, you guys can go to the Buzzsprout page if you need um, last week's thing. And we'll do a quick recap and then we'll jump into what God has for us today. And I'm excited about it. Um, so let's pray. Dear God, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much, Lord God, for helping us understand that you are here then you are the Lord that helps us, Lord God, and that you change things, Lord God, when you're present, Lord God, and when you're active in our lives, Lord God, and we are aware of your presence and your activity in our lives, Lord God, and we follow and obey the Heavenly Father. We pray, Lord God, over all of uh, Impact's partners, Lord God, from Campus Kitchen to St. Anne's, the Heavenly Father, to Reset 180, Lord God, uh, to the laundry mats that we're about to impact in those communities, the Heavenly Father. We just pray, Lord God, that you continue to lead us and guide us, Lord God, in the things that you would have us to do. Uh, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so Psalm 121, this is King James Version. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Verse three says, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. Uh, moved. He will keep thee. Uh, he that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keeps Israel never slumbers nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even uh, forevermore. And so uh, we read that last week and we started part one of, of when the Lord helps. And there's a couple things we established. I'm going to do, do a quick kind of recap of part one. We established the fact that sometimes we got to swallow our pride and we have to understand that we need help, okay? That, we, that I can't do this by myself. I need help. I can't do something on my own. That life brings its challenges and that I cannot do it all by myself, right? And then we also talked about that I have the Lord's help, that the Lord's help is available, okay, and that and 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 that we need to look towards the Lord for help in times of needs. He says, "I will lift up my eyes to the hills." I mean, it's, it's it's an action word. It's a it's a thought of action that when things are going a certain way in my life, that I need to I I need to lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. I need to acknowledge the fact that I have help and that the Lord is here uh, to help me, and that you know I can't focus or understand on something unless I turn to it. That there's got to be there's got to be this 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 reaction in us, and we've got to and and listen, it's not automatic. It's not, <laughs> listen, it's not the thing sometimes that we first do when we find ourselves in situations where we need help or we find ourselves in situations where we're in trouble. Sometimes we turn back to the things that are comfortable. Sometimes we turn to our flesh. Sometimes we turn to our own reason and to our own logic. And I am a reason and logic person. So sometimes the first thing, I think Sierra and I were talking about this morning, this morning, the first thing that I tend to do is to kind of reason in my mind, okay, well, here's how I can work this out. Here's how this is going. And so we turn to different things, but no, we need to make sure that, that, that our first reaction and try to work this thing out in us where the first thing we do is to turn our attention and turn our focus to the Lord who helps. Amen. And so, uh, and so we know that my help comes from him, but I've got to resolve. I'm going to lift up my eyes and turn my focus and turn my attention and, and, and turn uh, 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 towards him when it comes for help. So then we talked about, okay, when the Lord helps. Point one, remember, we read through the scripture. We read uh, uh, that he will not suffer my foot to be moved, right? And we talked about how God will bring stability. When the Lord helps, he brings stability. Uh, uh, and, and that means to not be quickly overturned, to be firm, to be fixed, to not easily be upset, that he will bring stability. And and and, and we talked about the fact that he will change a situation to be to, for it to be stable. That, that sometimes we have people, we talked about being in situations that are that just exudes instability and nothing is stable, everything changes, and how hard it is to go through life in situations that are unstable, whether it's unstable people, whether it's unstable situations, whether it's unstable housing. Listen, it's it's hard to it's hard to plan your day when your car is unstable, okay? And when you don't even know if your car is going to start. 
It's hard to deal and to move in unstable situations, right? But we also talked about how God will bring stability, but we talked about how God will also make us stable in unstable situations, amen? How some, and watch this, how sometimes God will cause something to be unstable, how sometimes he will cause things to move, he will cause things to shake, he will cause things to be in an upheaval, but, but, in the, but he's doing that to bring about a change or to bring growth in us. So while everything else seems to be unstable and while everything else seems to be going crazy, we understand that, yes, he's not uh, stabilizing the things around me. What he's doing is stabilizing me. And so while everything else is shaking, he's, he, he, I am, I am uh, standing on what we talked about, standing on the rock, that analogy, that I am standing on his promises, that I am standing on his words. I see you see here. I see you, Ma. That I am standing here. And so while everything else is shaking, I'm like, God, where's the stability? He's like, I'm not worried about the stability and everything else. In this particular situation, I am trying to stay, I'm trying to make you stable. And I'm trying to, and and the blessing, I see you, parent, and the blessing isn't that I'm calming everything around you. The blessing is that I am calming you. The blessing isn't that that, that everything else is being calm and I'm, I'm not causing anything else to shake in your life. The blessing is that I'm causing you to be stable in the midst of instability. And you, well, how do I know which one it is? Whether God is, is going to make things around me stable, whether he's making me stable. Listen, again, y'all know what we talk about in impact. You, you got to get into your personal relationship with God. You can't, act, don't ask me which one it is. You ask him which one it is. God, are you trying to bring me stability or are there things around me that's shaking because they've got to move because you want to bring stability in my life? I see you, Crystal. You, don't, don't ask me to tell you what it is. You ask God to tell you what it is. I, I tell you what, let's make a deal. You ask God what it is and then you tell me what God told you. He said he's doing in your life, okay? As opposed to working the other way around. So let's, let's, let's do it that way. And I promise you tell me what God is doing in your life. I'm going to listen. And so we talked about how when the Lord helps, he brings stability. Then we talked about in verse three and four, where he says, he who keeps you will not slumber. Uh, behold, the God who keeps Israel will never slumbers or sleep. We talked about how we have nonstop 24 access to him and we have nonstop 24 access uh, uh, to help. Uh, uh, and we talked about how keep means to be, uh, to, to, to have or to retain possession of. And we understand that God has us. That he, he, Like it says in Isaiah 43, that, you know, he says, I have, he's talking to Israel, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, that you are mine. We have to understand that we are his, right? He has redeemed us and we are now his. We are his children. Uh, uh, John 1 12 says, but as many as received him to them, he gave a right to become the children of God to those who believe what in his name. And so we understand that he has kept us and that he will continue to keep us. We are his, we are possessions of his. But don't forget, we also talked about that second definition to keep where we talk about uh, 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 where, where it's to cause to continue in a specified uh, condition per uh, position or course, that it is God who will cause us to continue. I see you, Tanya. I'm preaching already. And this is just a recap. Come on, y'all. Watch this. Watch this. That, that God, watch this, will, will, will cause us, second definition for keep, cause us to continue. Watch this in a specified condition, position, or course. So we don't get caught up in the distractions. We don't get caught up in the delays. We don't get caught up in who's against us. We don't get caught up in all the craziness that people try to bring our way because the Lord will keep us. He will cause us to continue in the specified course that he has set for us. And we know that God is continuously working right now on our behalf. And that's where we ended up. So let's read verse six and we'll keep it rolling. I feel good. Tiny said preach. So I'm gonna keep preaching. Here we go. Point three. Uh, Let's read verse six together. I'm reading from the King James version. He says, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Okay. Verse six, the sun shall not uh, smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Point number three is you will recover and you will get through 
any blow that life sends your way. Okay, write that down. That I will get, I will recover and I will get through any blow that life sends my way. Understand what's being written here in this text where he says, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. There is nothing odd. There is nothing unusual. There is nothing weird about being exposed or experiencing the sun when it's daytime. Okay. As a matter of fact, if we went through any long, elongated period of time where there was no sun during the day, we would think that that was weird. So we are saying that, listen, so the sun by day is nothing unusual. It is nothing odd, right? And the moon at night, experiencing the moon at night, nothing weird about that, nothing odd. It is normal to experience the moon at night, right? What he is saying here, the sun should not spite thee by day or noon by night. Let's make sure we understand. I see you see here. Let's make sure we understand that, that, that going through things in life is normal. I see you, Micah. Going through things in life is as normal as being exposed to the sun by day and being exposed to the moon new uh, the moon by night that so we have to understand that 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 I am not the only one going through something, okay? I am not the only, there's no big target that life has on my back. And while I'm going through something, Yenis never goes through anything. Oh, and Micah has it so easy. Everybody else got it easy except for me. No, as common as the sun, experiencing the sun by day, and as common as experience the moon by night. I see you, Ma. That is as common as trials is in life. Watch this. Not only are trials common, temptations are common. First Corinthians 10, 13. And we're going to, we're going to hang, come back to that too at, at the end. Somebody remind me if I don't come back to it. First Corinthians 10, 13 says no temptation, not only trials, but temptations are common. No temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man, that there's nothing from a temptation standpoint that you experience that no one else ever, no one else ever experiences the things that I'm going through. No one understands. Nobody knows the truth. Yeah, we, yeah, everybody knows the stuff that you go through. Everybody has experienced it. We've all experienced tests and we've all experienced trials, but the Bible says, but God, watch this, is faithful. I know Charles is listening. That's Charles part right there. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with this temptation, watch this, there's no excuse. With this temptation, he will also make a way of escape so that you are able to bear it. And so there's nothing that you're going through and there's nothing that now you may not go through the same thing that I've gone through, but you're going through something similar to something someone else has gone through. Watch this. And while God God has helped millions of people to deal with that same struggle you're dealing with, why do you think he cannot help you? Or why do you think he does not want to help you? You are not the only one who he's had to help through a certain temptation. And so that encourages us that watch this, that just as common as experiencing the sun by day and as common as experiencing the sun at night, that that your test and your trial and the thing that you are going through is not is not a, a bullseye on your back. And, and what the enemy would like for you to do is to isolate and say, this is just me. Oh, it's just me. I'm in this box. I'm all by myself. No, no, no. You're not by yourself in that thing that you're going through. We, uh, people go through things all the time. And Sometimes we just don't have a clue what they're going through. I see y'all. And, and, and watch this. John 16, 33, Jesus's own words. John 16, 33 says, these things, watch this. These things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. Watch what Jesus says, in this world, you. Now he's not saying in this world, you crystal. He's not saying in this world, you, Eugenia. He's not saying in this world, you, Yenis, like singling you out. He's saying, no, in this world, you, humanity, 
people, those who follow me, he's speaking to his disciples, you who follow me in this world, you will have tribulation. He said, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And so what he's saying is in this world, you're going to have tribulation. And so we see whether it is a temptation you are facing, something you struggle with, or whether we see that it is a trial in life that you are going through, that it is not necessarily specific to you or a target on your back, that it is common. And we have to make sure that we don't say, oh, I'm the only one. Oh, I'm the only one with this financial issue. I'm the only one with this. No, 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 you are not. Now watch this. Even further, as we read that scripture where he says, the sun shall not what? Smite you by day or the moon by night. Not only, watch this, not only is experiencing the sun by day and experiencing the moon at night is a common thing. He says that even when you're smitten by those things that seem to be common, that as you go through life, there are things that are common that happens to all of us that you will, that, that the moon, but he says the moon, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Now watch this. The word smite by definition means to strike a firm blow, okay? A heavy blow or a heavy strike with a weapon or the hand, a heavy blow. What he is saying here is that while that while you will experience the sun uh, by day, while you experience the moon by night, that it will not deliver, watch this, a firm blow to you, that it will not deliver, watch this, a heavy blow to you, that the things you are going through in life right now will not deliver the firm, heavy knockout blow to you. And some of us need to put that down on an index card and put it on our mirror or type it in your phone and remind yourself of this stuff every morning or remind yourself of this in the afternoon that the things that I am going through right now will not be the knockout blow. It will not be the heavy blow that the enemy or that things in life tend to be because he says the sun shall not smite. It shall not deliver that heavy blow. Listen, it might hurt you. It might make you disappointed. It may daze you a little bit. It may take you time to process what's happening, but it will not take you out. Okay. You may need to remind this will not take me out. The, the, the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. Watch this. Psalm 62, verse 2. This may need to be your scripture. Psalm 62, verse 2. New King James Version says, he only is my rock and my salvation. Watch this. He is my defense. Here's my part. He says, I shall not be greatly moved. Come on, y'all, that the sun shall not greatly move. I will not be greatly moved by the things that I encounter. I may, again, be hurt or disappointed, and I may, I may, I may feel like quitting or feel like giving up, but Psalm 62 says that while he is my defense, I shall not be what? Greatly moved. And it's okay if something shakes you a little bit. It's okay if it moves you. It's okay if it hurts you. But understand that as long as we go to the Lord for help, as we are reading about the God who helps or when the Lord's help, when the Lord help, that the sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon by night, that you shall not be what? Greatly moved. This will not cause me to be greatly moved. That's another thing you can write down and put on your mirror, that this will not cause me to be greatly moved. One of my favorite scriptures, I see you, I might be slightly moved. I see you, my but not greatly moved. Now watch this, 2 Corinthians 4, 8. This is one of Charles, this is one of Charles's verse, 2 Corinthians 4, 8. It says, he said, the writer says, we are hard pressed on every side, watch this, yet not crushed, okay? And so I will not be what? Greatly moved. Then he says, we are perplexed, but we are not in despair. I should not be what? Greatly moved. He says, we are persecuted, but not what? Forsaken. I shall not be greatly moved. I am struck down, but not destroyed. That I can, I can, listen, I can acknowledge the state of hurt and I can acknowledge the state of tension and I can acknowledge the state of something coming up against me, but I can also acknowledge that I am not greatly moved by this thing. That while I am hard pressed on every side, I am not crushed. That while I am perplexed, I am still not in despair. That while I am persecuted, I'm not forsaken. And that while I am struck down, I am not 
destroy, that the sun shall not smite me by day, nor the moon by night. I shall not be, what, greatly moved. And so we understand that point three was you will recover and you will get through this blow that life may be sent in your way. Okay, now let's read verse seven and eight. Verse seven and eight, he says, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. Verse eight, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in uh, from this time forth, even forevermore. I see you, my, that's right. I shall not be greatly moved, right? So watch this. In verse seven, we see that he says, I I will preserve uh, you from evil. Now we see him use preserve three times here uh, in these two verses, okay? I shall preserve thee from evil. He shall, uh, the Lord shall preserve you from evil. He shall preserve your soul and he shall preserve your going in, uh, your going out and your coming in, right? And so let's take, let's let's take verse seven. He says, uh, the Lord shall preserve thee from evil. Let's stop right there. Preserve you from evil, meaning what? Deliver us from evil. Keep us from evil. Take us out of the hands of the evil one, right? Watch, Jesus prayed this, uh, something like this twice in the New Testament. Now, again, you got to realize in, in Psalm, it's not Jesus writing this, but Jesus prayed this even in the New Testament. Watch this, John 17, 15. He prayed this for his disciples. John 17, 15. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of this world. This is before he's about to be crucified, okay? He's, he's getting things in order, so he's praying this, and he's praying this to God about his disciples. He says, I do not pray that you should take them out of this world. Don't take my disciples out of here. Don't take them out of the world. He says, but my prayer is what? That you should keep them from the evil one, that you should deliver them, right? He shall preserve thee from all evil. And this is Jesus even praying that he that God will, will deliver his disciples and keep them from the evil one. Matthew 6, 13, this is the model prayer. Matthew 6, verse 13, right in the middle of the model prayer, he says, and lead us not into temptation, but what? But deliver us from all evil evil. Listen, he is pointing out the same thing that we are seeing in Psalm 121 verse 7, that the that God, watch this, has the ability and the power and the strength to deliver us from evil. And I wonder, I, listen, I wonder sometimes what some struggles would be like. And I'm not even talking about you, I'm talking about me. What would some struggles in my life be like if I would pray if my prayer reflected, deliver me from evil. If my prayer, Lord, keep me from the evil one. Lord, keep me from the temptation. Lord, keep me from the evil that's before me. We had, listen, I can, I tell you, I say this all the time. I can do an online webinar right now about, about praying for the things you want. And I'll get 20,000 people to sign up for it. And we'll talk about jobs and we'll talk about money and we'll talk about cars. And I'm not saying don't pray for stuff. I'm just saying, but when Jesus gave us the model prayer and Jesus said, when they said, listen, Show us how to praise what his disciples says. Teach us how to pray. He said, our God who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He made it simple. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And what? And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I mean, he made it so simple. He made it so simple and so easy. And so if you pray, if you don't know how to pray, if you're on this call, like, I don't know how to pray, how to pray. I'm telling you, just say those words. Because when the disciples the Bible says that the disciples saw how he prayed and how he prayed with so much authority and they wanted him to teach them how to pray like that. And so when Jesus taught them how to pray, he said, say these things. I think sometimes our personal prayers, I think sometimes our corporate prayers would be so much more impactful if we would come before God and maybe just say the only words that Jesus said. Maybe we sometimes we should take time during our week and pray the words that God, that Jesus prayed in his, in his example, but also pray our heart. You get what I'm saying? That sometimes when we, I don't know how to pray. Listen, if parent, if you don't know how to pray, don't 
Don't make that stop you from praying. Pray the way Jesus prayed. Pray those same words. He literally told them, say these words. And in our prayers, what if my prayers were switched? And, and, and some of the things that I asked for, I stopped asking for, and I just asked, Lord, deliver me from evil. Keep me from the evil one. Come on, somebody. And so when, and so in that first preserve, uh, preserve thee from evil, he's talking about deliver us from evil, right? Keep us from evil. And we see that. Uh, verse 7 and 8 where he says, he shall preserve thy soul. Come on, somebody. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. He shall preserve thy soul. This is another definition for preserve where you look for where it's security or where it means secure, okay? Now watch this. To be secure means to fix or fasten, so not as to give way, become loose, or to be lost. Listen, when he preserves your soul, your soul is preserved. You are fixed and you are attached attached to God. You are fastened to God in such a way that you will not give way, that you cannot be shaken loose from his hands and that you cannot be lost, amen? That he has secured you, that he shall preserve your soul. He shall preserve your coming out and your coming in from now until forevermore, right? That you are fixed and fastened to God and you will not become loose. Sometimes we feel like we're loose. And sometimes we feel like we're lost. And sometimes we feel like we're not fastened or attached. That is just your feelings. That's when we've got to understand that, that listen, I cannot go by what I feel. I can sometimes I can even go by what somebody else tells me that despite the fact that I feel that I'm not fastened or that I feel like I'm not attached and I feel loose, that I know that I have the promise that I am, that my soul is, perver- uh, is preserved, that I am fixed and I am fastened to the Lord and that I will not give way. I will not become loose. I will not become lost. We used to sing a song in church called my soul has been anchored and that my soul is anchored in the Lord, that my soul cannot be moved, that my soul cannot will not be affected, that the, the storms can blow and the waves can go up and down and all these things around me can happen. But my soul has been anchored, that he has preserved my soul. And sometimes we think that I've done something and, and God doesn't want me close to him or I'm not living right in this area and God doesn't want me close to him. Romans 8, 31, 39 is is what you stand on, okay? Romans 8, 31 and 39. This is what you stand on. When you feel that way, you just say to yourself, I'm reading from the New King James Version. You can start at 35, actually. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So tribulation uh, should distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels or principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, no height, nor depth, or any other created thing. Watch this. Sometimes it's even my own foolishness. Come on, y'all. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, that, listen, you may need to write that down. Romans 8, 35 through 39, that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of Christ, that my soul has been preserved. It is fixed. It is fashioned, uh, fastened. It cannot become loose and it will not be lost. Amen. Watch this. We've got to understand, we've got to understand uh, as we wrap up here and, and, and we read this and understand that it is the Lord who helps us, uh, that, that the not be being greatly moved, we've got to understand, is not about our strength, but it is about God's strength, okay? We've got to understand that not being greatly moved has nothing to do with us and our ability to do anything or our ability to handle or to carry anything. No, 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 no. It says, he will not suffer your foot to be moved. It says, 
He keeps you and he never slumbers or sleeps. It says he is your shade. He is your shade upon your right hand. It says he shall preserve my soul. It is all based on the ability and the strength of the God of all creation who made us. And it's so funny because we talked about that scripture in 1 Corinthians uh, because we got to understand that it is God who can carry us through all this. Sometimes we get this mixed up. We're in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Uh, it, it says, no temptation has overtaken you, uh, such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able to handle. He's talking about temptation. And sometimes, you know, to make us feel comfortable with things, we switch that and they just say, you know, he won't allow us to, 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 to carry anything that we aren't able to bear or like our burdens will be heavier than what we can able, are able to bear. And that, that, you know, God wouldn't give it to you if he didn't know you could carry it. And he wouldn't give you anything that you aren't able to, to bear or able to handle. That's not what that scripture is talking about. That scripture is specifically talking about temptations. It's when we are tempted to do wrong, that, that, that he won't present, that there's nothing about temptations that are unique to us. And there's nothing about the temptation that means we can't like not do it. Okay. That we can bear it. He said, because he provides you a way with escape with every temptation so that you are able to bear it. But there are things in life that you go through that you cannot handle on your own. Okay. There are trials that you cannot handle. It's not talking about trials. There are no trials that you can't handle on your own or that he will never give you anything more. He'll never give you more than you can handle, give you more than you can bear. That's not what the scripture, the scripture is talking specifically about temptations. But sometimes we go through things and we have to understand that I have to go to the Lord for help because if I don't go to the Lord for help, I will not see that stability that I need. I will not uh, uh, be kept the way that I, I will not have that shade that the scripture, I will not preserve, like I need to go to him for that help because I cannot handle it on my own. Watch this. Jesus reminds us of this. Jesus specifically says this in Matthew 11, 28 through 29. And this is what we've got to lean on as we close. Matthew 11, 28, 29. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. If it was like, I can give you everything and you can handle what you need, then why would we need to come to him? He is because it's too heavy and you can't carry it. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, I will give you rest. Watch this. He says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will what? Find rest for your souls. And some of us are looking today to find rest. We are looking today to find somewhere where we can drop these burdens, somewhere where we can. And what we got to understand is we listen, we've got to go to the Lord for help. And we've got to go to the God who is there to help, the God who is able to help. And we've got and, and we've got to give him those things. And sometimes we carry these things unnecessarily, you know, uh, whether it's loyalty, because, you know, it could be loyalty to people or loyalty to this or that and all this other kind of stuff. And we're carrying these burdens. And God's like, the minute you lay this thing down and give it to me, you know, it's going to be gone. And, 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 and we can work through uh, the process of all that. And so we're done with the God who helps. And I just hope that we understand that we turn to him uh, uh, in these times of need uh, and that we understand that he secures us, that he brings stability, whether it's stability to us or stability to the stuff around us, and that we read this scripture. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a quick chapter in Psalm, it's Psalm 121, that you can read this thing every morning. It's eight, it's eight verses. It'll take you 30 seconds, 35 seconds. To, to read it, to remind yourself that you have help for the things that you go through uh, in life. And if you're looking to find rest for your soul, which we, I mean, we all are, um, uh, uh, go, go, go to him with it. Amen. And, 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 and taking that.